Hello and welcome to the Better and Better podcast, where we have meaningful discussions and intentional interviews around real estate and Realtor Association topics. This podcast is brought to you by the St. Paul Area Association of Realtors, who creates better agents and better communities. In today's episode, Joe sits down with newer agent Charles Osugo to talk about his point of view as a new real estate agent. Welcome back to SPAR's Better and Better podcast. This is Joe McKinley. I am happy to welcome today's guest, uh, Charles. Charles, how do I pronounce your last name? Osugo. Charles Osugo. Charles is a newer Realtor member of SPAR. Today's topic is... Let's hear about the uh, unique perspective of a uh, newbie to the uh, real estate industry. Charles, how do you feel about being called a newbie? I would say that's very accurate because I thought that the a seasoned agent, it's about the amount of transactions you've had, and that is a role, but so much of the publications I see... If you're under five years in the industry of a realtor, you're considered pretty new. New is not necessarily bad, though. Mm -hmm. A recent uh, uh, article, actually just two weeks ago, in the Minneapolis Star Tribune uh, reported that during the pandemic, more than 20,000 people uh, took the Minnesota Real Estate License exam. That's a lot of people becoming a realtor. We thought it would be interesting to uh, uh, find out from Charles uh, what prompted him to become a realtor uh, and learn about some of the uh, benefits and challenges of jumping into real estate at this time. Charles, tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, so uh, how long have you been a realtor? I got my license November 2nd of last year. Okay. So November of 2021. Mm -hmm. um, many people who go into real estate uh, have transitioned from other careers. It's the rare bird who uh, goes directly into uh, real estate as a teenager. How about yourself? What, what were you doing before real estate? Well, the reason that I was, the reason that at, at such a young age is because I started nursing at a young age. I was 17 when I got into the nursing program. So I was on route to graduate at 18. And then that just didn't happen. So I would say this is my third career in a way because when I was middle school, high school, I was thinking about engineering from sixth to 10th grade. Um, then I went into PSEO, the post-secondary educational option, which let me get into college at 16. And then I did 61 credits in a year to get my associate degree 
at 17 and I had all the credits I needed to start the nursing program. So then 17 to 18, I'm in the nursing program, blows out, and I'm a 18-year-old that did a Facebook post to, I went on the Minnesota Real Estate Investor Association page and I told them like, I've done drywall and I'd love to help with renovations. I'm 18, I have a car, insurance, let me know if I can help. And that night I had eight people reach out to me offering for opportunities to work and I accepted one of them and then it all blossomed from there. That's beautiful. So uh, I think it would be safe to say that uh, so being self-motivated is not a challenge for you. More often than not. All right. <laughs> That's great. All right, since November, um, not looking for numbers, but uh, how are you doing? How's business going? Yeah, so Zig Ziglar tells me that I should always answer unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and... In some lights, that's been my experience. So I probably am like most people where I have some, I have buyer clients, but to convert those into listings is just going to take some more elbow grease. It's going to take, take some time. Do you think uh, going into, you know, getting your license, um, do you think you had realistic expectations about uh, how quickly you would you would see things happening, or uh, do you think maybe there are some myths and falsehoods out there about the real estate industry? You know, I would say that this whole industry is based on a lot of optimistic thinking and hopefulness, which then gives, you have a rose tinted perspective on what it will look like. And that can cause you to judge yourself too hard in the initial phases, because I thought that it was all the YouTube videos and podcasts that I've listened to, along with some books I read, I thought it would be as easy as showing a card and eventually, if I show enough people, one person is going to say, you know what, I'd like to get a place. I'd like, to, I'd like you to be my agent. I thought that would be a simple enough process. And then having a good loan officer to help them get pre-qualified and then... The thing that I wasn't thinking about is, let's say I get those two factors, a pre-qualified person that wants to engage with me for service. I might, if it's a buyer, I might have to hope that they are the one of 22 <laughs> that, it, that gets the offer accepted. <laughs> yeah. No, it's tough out there right now. The uh, uh, inventory is it, all anybody's talking about. It's, I think what I last read, it's 54%. The March market this year was 54% of what we had last year. 
<laughs> Charles, have you um, have you had any? You mentioned you use YouTube. You know, you use online resources. Uh, have you had any potential mentors? Yes, <laughs> and sure, there is. There's different ways to look at mentors. There is the shadow mentors, the people you look up to and read about that don't know you exist. <laughs> and I've had those for next to all my life because I've loved reading ever since I figured it out. <laughs> and then there is the people that you want to look up to you and that changes your behavior because you know that you're a source of motivation for someone. So those, in a way, are a mentor to you. And then I also have the mentors that I'm boots on the ground with them and they're helping me as I get to, I've learned a lot through them and as I become more successful, they, they, get, to, they get a part of that as well because- They, they get to share. So much. I, I am totally stealing Shadow Mentor. <laughs> I, I'll probably use it three times over the course of the next two days. How about uh, uh, before you got before you got your license? Before uh, you became a member at Spar, um, is there anything? Give me a couple ideas. Are there any skills or? resources you wished you had developed back then? The ability to do my own accounting and the difference in perspective. A lot of the struggles I had earlier on was a, I had to change how I thought about money. It used to be a linear process. One hour of work equals 15, two hours is 30. And what I'm doing nowadays, it's a matter of consistent service, and consistent service over time increases the likelihood of being paid. So how much, how willing am I to consistently do the actions that I've seen and researched are conducive to success? All right. On a uh, daily basis, uh, talking about the the effort that you put in will hopefully pay off exponentially. On a daily basis, how do you keep yourself motivated? I always. It's more of a weekly basis, okay? Because with meal prep, then I started to do wardrobe prep, and then just using a planner because it's hard to feel motivated when you're in a rut where you're saying, I just got to keep going because it's the only thing I can do. So nowadays it is, what free activity did I find for the day? So I'm always looking forward to something in the evening, which keeps me motivated throughout the day. And, you know, with all the prep I do, I know that Wednesday I have a really good suit on, so I'm excited for that coming up. And the 
food that I prep, if it's going to be a heavier day, then I'm going to make the food all the more richer. <laughs> so, so planning... Try to, try to control everything you can control slightly. Mm-hmm. Because the way I've started to look at it, um, I... I can set the table, but God brings the food. So if I have all the forks and knives out only to be given soup, at least I set the table nice, right? <laughs> yes. You did what you did part of what you can to uh, prepare yourself. What, um, so you mentioned uh, being able to do your own uh, bookkeeping, your own accounting. Um, do you have big plans? Uh, for other areas uh, where you hope to uh, learn, you hope to educate yourself? Yeah, other areas that I hope to be educated on is even more on prospecting. That's an active ordeal, which is, I'm sorry I didn't think about that initially, but yeah, the ability of prospecting has become very important and the classes taught me what I need to do legally and how to be legally safe, but now it comes down to prospecting and negotiations since it's different for me to go from, I've analyzed this neighborhood and I think this would fit your needs better compared to, you know, this medication will help you with your pain and you've You've said that your pain's pretty high. <laughs> like, they're both forms of negotiations to help bring someone further along their goal, but it's just a different perspective to take on. <laughs> so bef before you became a realtor, it didn't really occur to you how important prospecting might be as part of the job. Uh, anything else you would you would include along with prospecting that uh, you've had to uh, it's been a surprise or you have had to kind of backfill and learn how to do these things time management when you're doing something that's more independent because college gave me a schedule when I worked at the Alina Hospital I had a schedule given to me every week. So I didn't know how to manage the 168 hours each week gave me in the initial phases. And it's still a working point today. And as I've tightened, as I've put the reins in on that, not only do I find myself doing more, I find myself feeling more relaxed because I know as I do each box in the checklist and I look at it at the end of the day, I've done what I planned and I still have plenty to do tomorrow and the other days. And it just gives me a sense of completeness. So I didn't know how important self-management was going to be. And I didn't know that prospecting is a lot it's not a 50 50 yes or no it's a 97 three yes or no and two of those yeses are 
actually laters. <laughs> I didn't know the numbers behind what prospecting would look like. Yes. <laughs> You're lucky to get a qualified yes. And it's uh, extremely rare to have somebody out and out say, tell me more. Mm-hmm. How about uh, any surprises uh, about being a realtor? Anything maybe unexpected that you just love about it? So this is another connection to nursing. As a nurse, people will text you about random health questions like, hey, I have a... I got this over here. Do you know anything about that? And your your suggestion is always, you should talk with your doctor about that. And as a realtor, I will have people out of the blue send me a question about housing. And luckily, I'm able to give an answer most of the time. Or I find an answer through one of the trusted sources available. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was a surprise that people would start to look at me like, oh, Charles, he's a realtor. So, yeah, I got this question. I think he could help me. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I think it'd be a lot more fun to get questions from friends about housing than about funny rashes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about what, what's the big plan? Um, this might be preliminary. Uh, you are moving up on six months, so uh, um, big plans may come and go, but are things going according to plan, and uh, where do you see yourself in, let's say, five years? So with that, well, I might need to give some more pretext, but are they going to plan? That plan is changing as I do. So where I do find myself, I have met some of the goals. I remember in October, I thought that having a thousand Facebook friends would mean I have enough people in the potential pipeline to really start getting going. And then I did get a thousand Facebook friends. So I felt ready to get my license. <laughs> and... As of now, none of those Facebook friends have resulted <laughs> just yet. And that's more than okay, since I didn't realize, but now I find myself at a very nice position socially, where there's people who know what I'm doing and even reach out for my advice, which is usually mediated through the brokers or more experienced people in my office. So then I sound smart because I'm parroting smart people. <laughs> and where I hope to be in five years, I do want to get my broker's license. So I have about 31 months left for that to be possible on an experience amount of time as a licensed agent. And I want to be a catalyst and chemical terminology, that is an enzyme that makes it easier for chemical reactions to occur. So when I say I want to be a catalyst, whether it's the education, the friendships or the know-how, 
I want to be the resource for people to go from step A to step A and a half to B to whatever their Z is. And real estate as an investment has so much of an enigma and confusion to it. Like, oh, my uncle tried that and I don't want to be where my uncle is at. I, the reason I became a realtor is so that I could be able to give people the answers that they're looking for and become the people that they want to be. Since with real estate, you have a wonderful asset that's able to propel you farther than your own efforts could. I like that answer. That was really beautiful, actually. Is there a uh, particular part of the Metro that uh, you're either drawn to or you find yourself working in? Honestly, the place that I'm living in currently, St. Anthony Park is, St. Anthony Park in Como is just amazing because you have the University of Minnesota College of Agricultural Science and you have Como Park a few miles down and that just it it's still a big city but it has ubiquitous natural areas that make it feel like the suburb I grew up in so that's where my main like if I have to sniper scope it that's that's my main focus but I find myself doing a lot in Hennepin Hennepin Carver Washington and Ramsey County. So I try not to drive over 40 minutes. Charles, I remember meeting you super briefly when you participated in SPAR's new member orientation. I'm sorry, do you remember when that was? That was probably March. Okay, so uh, early last month. Might be premature. are there benefits or programs provided uh, here at SPAR that you've been able to take advantage of? So I would, I've, I would label myself an old soul, and the free classes are great because I get CEs, and more often than not, I get lunch out of it too. <laughs> lunch is always a good thing. Yes. <laughs> And the main benefit of some of the CEs I've attended, some of the classes I've attended here, being an old soul, I never really figured out Instagram. It just felt like a benign thing. And after that class, I figured out videography more and created a business profile. So now I'm able to check the analytics of the things I post out so I know the times that are good to post I know who my main followers are so that way I could chat with them on messenger and I've gotten by figuring out Instagram I figured out more of Facebook and even Snapchat so I didn't have that avenue of social media as much until I went to that class so what I've gotten from SPAR outside of the free food is new friendships and some of them are realtors like me and others are ancillary roles because it's always good to know a good loan officer, a good insurance agent. There's so much that I've found just by 
popping by when a class is interesting to me or the lunch that's provided is interesting to me. And then the CEs, because I know that's an important thing to keep treading on the path of getting my broker's license because I can't have it expire. And sure, I could pay $20, 50 $80 to do it on CE Shop or another alternative. Or I could come to SPAR, get to be around awesome people like you, and have it for free. <laughs> How about uh, uh, anything that the association could be could be offering that we aren't currently? Um, I can take it. You, uh, if yeah. you have any hard hard suggestions. I, and that's something where I'm too new to know if that makes sense because. I this is the first time I'm involved in something like sales or as Zig Ziglar says professional problem solving. I haven't seen much from other associations. So, I would encourage you to keep your authenticine services and all the other tasks you have because even though I tend to do commercial real estate, the a lot of people take on a secondary position with SPAR because of all of the services you provide. Like the MLS is still important. Authentisign is an amazing thing to everyone because it's a digital signing process opposed to in paper. And, oh, I'm not sure if that was a four or a nine. <laughs> There's just so much that I'm not sure what would need further work. I know that hopefully more events will be planned since, but I can't really take that against you because we're now starting to be oh, around wow. each other again. <laughs> exactly. So maybe uh, um, that question might be premature. You don't know what you don't know yet. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I believe you have participated in... Um, events scheduled by SPAR's Young Professionals Network. Mm -hmm. uh, any, any feedback on YPN? It's just, it's an early introduction. The board meeting was awesome, and I don't want to sound ageist, but I want to know where the young realtors are. Because I would imagine I'm not the only one that got disillusioned in their college years and is currently holding a license. So the Young Professional Networking, it's just going to be a process of time and the committee is great. So getting involved is the best thing you can do because even in college classes, there would be me and a handful of other students who would attend, who would go to the professor's office hours. And being in SPAR events feels to be a similar extent of office hours. Communicating with your broker is pretty much taking on office hours. And you get to learn so much expertise because could you make all the same mistakes? Yeah, and spend 10 20 years or you could just 
have a coffee with someone and they just so happen to tell you their five, 25, 35 years of experience of what worked and what didn't, and you're all the better for it because you got years and an hour. Always opportunities to learn. Uh, demographics collected by NAR, the National Association of Realtors, uh, show that the average realtor is uh, in her mid to late 50s. So uh, maybe uh, the why from Young Professionals Network is a bit of a, a moving target or a, a word that can be defined differently in real estate world. And you know, to that point... Coming from a young perspective, the 30 under 30 lists are great, but I'd love to see a 60 over 60 list because that is what most agents, well, yeah, most agents would could fall under that category. And it would be amazing to get to hear 60 perspectives from people above the age of 60 since the statistics show that what is it, 84% of agents don't get past five years? So if I could get perspectives from people, 60 people over 60, about how they're in real estate and the true the tools of the trade they've gotten, that would be an amazing caliber to just learn from. So the newbie wants to uh, sit down and learn from the veterans. Yeah, I, my mentor, Scott Miller, he, he said, he's talked about the benefit of gray hair. <laughs> and I've learned a lot from gray hair. <laughs> Charles, thank you so much for uh, coming and talking with us today. Uh, and again, this has been Charles Osugo. Uh, with the perspective of a new realtor. Anything else you need or want? Either, Charles, anything else you wish you had an opportunity to say? Follow the platinum rule. Platinum rule, what's that? The golden rule is treat others how you want to be treated. The platinum rule is treat others as they want to be treated. The platinum rule involves more active listening because, sure, maybe my priorities is being a block away from the park and three-car garage. And how they want to be treated in their house is a block away from their workplace and who needs a garage. By treating others how they want to be treated, you have to listen to what their preferences are. And everyone just feels more fulfilled because I'm walking in your shoes to get you what you want. And then that's all the more story that you get to talk about with those you love. And by following the platinum rule, I did everything that you needed. And of course, under the ethics that you have as a realtor. The Platinum Rule has done a lot for me. So that's what I'd like to advocate for as a final statement. Excellent. I love that. The Platinum Rule. I participated in customer service training one time. 
and the walk away was listen so that you can delight everyone. I think uh, that sounds similar to Platinum Rule, but delight always kind of troubled me. <laughs> I think Platinum sounds a little more sincere. Well, there you go. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Better and Better podcast. Thank you, Charles, for coming on and sharing your perspective on the real estate market, and we wish you luck in your career. If you like the podcast, we encourage you to share it with someone who you think could also benefit from the information. And until next time, have a great day. 